if you want to progress aerobic work, you have to do more. It's funny when we say progressive overload, it's, a, it's an assumption we have, especially inside of resistance, that, uh, you know, it's just common conversation. It's common thought. Progressive overload, you know, lifting the bowl, getting heavier each time, lifting more weights. It's just well accepted, you know. It's like, why would you go to the gym? Why would you do any resistance? Why would you try to improve those patterns if you're not going to lift more over time, right? Right? Yeah. When it comes to aerobic work, what is progressive overload? Progressive overload for aerobic work is doing more work. It's not doing less work. Progressive overload for aerobic work is adding volume. Not getting shorter. It's funny when we say it, it's just not the same for aerobic work. The major differences, which should make sense for the, any of you with a, a brain, is intensity is not the goal or the long-term strategy for aerobic work. You may think it is because that's what you were told. You may think it is because that's what someone told you. You may think it is because that's what's popular. You may think it is because it's sensational. You may think it is because that's all that you've read. You may think of it because of cognitive dissonance on your behalf. But that doesn't make it correct. When we say progressive overload, what does that mean? Progressive overload for aerobic work means you do more work. Right? Remember, the intention of aerobic work, I mentioned this on a CCP call yesterday, and I'm saying it now in a new language, intention of aerobic work is to become really good at aerobic work. Say it with me. Ready? We're all going to say it together now, even if you don't know what you're going to say. The intention of aerobic work is to become really good at aerobic work. How do you get really good at aerobic work if you define aerobics as being sustainable for long periods of time? See the caveat in there I added? I cheated, right? It determines its volume, right? Its volume. Is there utility in teaching people faster aerobic years over time? Yes, there is. Do a lot of people have actually the expression to get there? No, they don't. But it doesn't mean we still teach it, right? We teach MAP 10 to 1. You can call it what you want. You know, the haters of classification and demarcations and physiological terms, or uh, they just think they're smarter, so they got another way. They're like, oh, the progressive endurance to short is just fancy terms, OPEX language, whatever. Listen, it's not my shit. It's been around for 100 years. Those principles have been there all the time. It's just that a lot of people can't express it. So what we're talking about here today is actually getting people up to the point where they can go faster in aerobic work over time. But I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. What I do want to talk about is people owning what they should have in place for progression. What is progression of aerobic work? And in most cases, progression of aerobic work is doing more work. It's more volume. The goal of aerobic work, the intention of aerobic work, is to, be, is to get better at aerobics. The intention of learning sustainable practice is to be more sustainable. 
So if someone can't do anything, you do a little bit. Then you take a breather. Then you do a little bit more. Do you see the progression there? You do more. You do more. And do you do more. And then there's lifestyle constraints. Sure, there's mechanical constraints. Sure, there's a number of other things. But do you see that whole story I just built there, right? I could have went on. I could have taken a half hour to give you the example. I've actually done it a lot in person, written on paper, text, and in language. You add more. And again, I don't want to enter into gears, map 10 to 1, or what happens when people adapt at their highest functional volume for aerobic work. I really don't care about that. You know, it's, it's, it's for today. Uh, it's a good conversation. I don't care about it today. What I do want you to think about for humans, not athletes, is the progression of aerobic work, uh, holding the standard, and having the balls and ovaries to push people towards finding room for more. The goal of aerobic work is to become really aerobic. You need to believe that. Clients need to believe it. Consumers need to believe it. Um, will it take maybe three years of conversation to get there? Possibly. Will it take uh, 220 characters on Twitter to get there? Hell no. Right? Is it, uh, is it a long, arduous big-time learning scaffolding process? Yes. Is it easy? No. Is it sexy? No. Is it entertaining? No. Is it sensational? No. Can I broadcast it? No. The, the, an interesting place to go so you can think about the, the, the characteristics of how to build that is the classic 10K for a disease story. Right, do ten, do a marathon for a disease. Right, do a marathon for a sickness. Do a marathon for something. Um, pull all different emotions aside. Pull everything out of whatever you want from that. Right, to the, all the stuff that you have to deal with with your perceptions on that. Right, I care about what happens afterwards, so I'll tell you the story. Right, but it's the classic. We do a ten k for this particular thing. With a T-shirt, right and the lack of expression thereof. So this is what happens. You get people in a running room scenario, they get up to 60% of the total distance, um, and then you put together a hope strategy with a t-shirt and a medal at the end, and an audience and a, and a rock and roll band for the last couple of K, and you move them through, right? And what do they have at the end? Physical therapy sessions two to three times a week for the next six months, gotta pay more money for better shoes and better gear, Got to now buy a Garmin because, you know, your heart rate was uh, had a deflection point at 25 minutes into the 10K. You need more supplements. You need a better program. You need a core class. You need a strength coach. This is where it goes. But you know what happened? They actually didn't even express the 10K. But we jump over that, right? This is why the iron versus aerobic activity differ. The iron never lies, right? Just for humor's sake, this is like people coming into a weightlifting room. And uh, you have just general pop, right? And uh, so you've got 30 people, all adults, right? Everyone's like, yeah, we're going to do this shit, you know? And uh, you have this standard of completion that's like, uh, okay, we're all going to lift 300 pounds on this day, right? And no one in there can do it, right? On that day, no one in there can do that. And, uh, you know, six months down the road, you're like, well, we'll get up to like, you know, 135 pounds, a couple of reps, and on this Sunday, listen, you got to show up, you got to do it. Do you see how you're like, well, that's stupid, James. People can't do it. 
Well, what's your definition of doing it? My definition of doing 300 pounds is that they actually lift it off the ground, right? So what's the definition of expression for a 10K? They run a 10K, steady state, the whole time. Not stop, not require goo and rock and roll bands to finish it, right? Not suffering, not a drop in power, right? To get really intricate on it, right? So the reason why I bring up this story, because that's the classic... That's the classic uh, issue of, of where this all goes wrong in terms of holding these standards and getting people to actually truly express aerobic work by an increase in volume to get whatever their goal is. If their goal is to run a 10K, do you know what you should do? You should learn how to run a fucking 10K. Right? This is what you do. You run a little bit and you keep it at a constant pace for the couple of minutes you do it. Then you start seeing mechanical shit happen or you're slowing down or whatever. You go back, you eat better, you sleep better, you do some more lifting, right? A couple days later, you come back, run a little further at the same rate, right? Same steady state pace, yeah? You know what you do a little bit longer? Yep. Get some exercise, sleep, chew some food, right? What do you do days later? Come back, ready to rock and roll, run 10 minutes. This is the slow drip. No one wants to do that though, right? No one wants to do this. I'll continue. What do you do after that? You get up to 20 minutes. What are you running at? The same steady state. Get out of bed, lace your Brooks Glycerins on. Boom, here we go, 20 minutes, steady state, no big deal. Why? Easy recovery, I'm expressing it. Why'd you stop at 20? Because you felt around 20, you were like, I can't maintain this pace. Good learning, auto-regulation. Let's rest four days. What'd you do in the interim? I ate good, I slept, right? I chewed my food, I did some deadlifting, bending patterns, squatting patterns, pushing, pulling, core, lunge patterns. Yep, what did I do on the days after? Ran for 23 minutes. Steady state. Why did I stop at 23? Because I felt I wasn't going to be able to go further. Great. Four days later, run again. I run and stop at 22. Why 22? I don't know. I just felt like I wasn't going to be able to maintain past that. Okay, great learning. Right? Rest five days now. Now you run for 27. Okay, you keep going. Right? You keep going. Keep progressing. This is it, folks. This is the story. Right? I'm about uh, six weeks in now. Six weeks in, right? And I'm up to 30-something minutes. And then I measure. I look down, right? I look down on the clock or whatever it is that I'm using, my Garmin. I get back and and sign up for a $6 a month Map My Run Under Armour program. And I see that I've only run 4.5K. Oof. Only run 4.5K. But... I'm not deterred. I keep going. I keep going. 12 weeks later, 18 weeks in, you know, I'm up to 47 minutes because I had to do an up and down, back and forth. I discovered that I couldn't handle the volume and I needed more rest time in between. I discovered I needed to get stronger. I discovered that when I ate like shit for two weeks, it disrupted. This is learning. You're learning. But this is the process of learning aerobic work. You're learning how to be sustainable with what you have to work with, and you're allowing the guardrails of autoregulation to help you. This is the building. Do you see that? This is what I didn't do, right? This is what I didn't do. I didn't get them to 20 minutes and go, we should introduce mitochondrial, biogenesis, hypoxic, high-intensity, interval, cyclical, VO2 max, technical, empirical, data-driven, Aerobic activity. 
That's not what you did. No, he said, no, you got to go further. You got to go further. So they get to 57 minutes, 57 minutes. And they're like, I am seven months in and sure as shit, I'm close to 10K right now. They see it's 8.5K. Now they're deterred, right? Now, because now they're on, now they're like, that's only a, it's only one and a half more kilometers, right? And now I'm taking five days rest between every time I run. I'm changing the terrain. I'm maintaining good pace. Not hard for me to do. I wake up with my shoes on. I run. Right? Now they're deterred. They're like, geez, I think on race day I could just show up and do it. But nope. Nope. They thought about all the time it took to get there. Anyways, months later, they're now at a year. A year, they get up without even thinking about it. Put the shoes on. They run. They come back. 10 kilometers. Steady state the whole time. They did it. They actually did the expression. They were actually capable, in an analogy, of lifting 300 pounds. The truth. The truth of expression. They actually did it. Funny enough, um, you know, the best runners out there uh, run a lot. Why did we... Why did we buy that thing of uh, running on your toes with Vibrams and doing 200-meter intervals that look really good as if you were on ice and um, thinking you're going to win marathons and thinking people will express aerobic work? Man, I bought that one too for a couple of months anyways till I started doing repeats and looking at my video and doing the tick-by-tick analysis of my gait. And then recognize, you know what? When I run faster, I run on my mid to four foot. Hmm. Interesting. So maybe it's the pace that dictates position in running. Hmm. Anyways, won't get bogged down on that, but uh, I want you to recognize that. Look, not for the, the shit that's inside the athletic pursuit. That won't go there. But look at what makes good runners good. They run a lot. Right? They don't just get out there in the morning to be like high knee drills and a few little pose things and posture stuff. And they're like, okay, I'll call it. That's it. I'll show up in a couple of weeks and do a 222 marathon. No, that's not how it works. No, they're running in their mind when they're even at their job during the day. They're running in their sleep. Right? They get up and five days a week at least there's this 45 minute little, I have my little route that I do through the woods and, you know, with my dog. And that's just, that's just like an hour walk around the park for them. Okay. I didn't mention the five other times of the week where they're actually doing sports specificity, sports specificity on running. Add that up in the week. It could be 70 miles. I don't know, but it's not four miles. It's not four miles. It's a lot. Even for people being really good at a 10K, okay? So don't be afraid to look at what the principles are inside of what those people are doing it. And don't push up against that for the 10K example that I'm using just here today for aerobic progression. Be like, oh, that's athletes. I can't do that. No. Look at the principles, right? Now, when we say progression of aerobic work, you have to do more volume. If your brain hurts when you hear that, right? 
I'm just trying to visualize someone hearing what I'm saying as a human going, but that's, you know, that, you know, no, no, you're not right. And you're just uh, indirectly gaslighting, right? You're, you're making us and whoever's listening in think that they're crazy, that they're off in another area of aerobic progression development. Um, I can see how you could see that, right? I can see how you see that. If your brain hurts, um, but, but you, need to, you need to say this. Does, does my brain hurt because people don't have time? People don't have time to do more work. Is your brain hurting because of that? Right? Because the pain you're getting in what you're recognizing is your class setup? Right? Because you read a book that said, you know, cortisol changes occur at 45 minutes and thereafter. Right? Where does this, where does it come from in you? This is where you got to ask, right? If your brain hurts, as I'm mentioning it, if your brain hurts because you're, well, research says blah, 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 right? That's not a good reason for you not to change your perceptions on aerobic work. If your brain hurts because your belief in aerobic training is that, you know, hurts your knees, creates oxidative damage, makes you weaker, right? That's your shit you got to deal with because that shit's not true right? Remember, that's what media has sold to you, right? Who sold you the oxidative damage hurts your knees, makes you weaker shit? An intense group that was pushing the opposite. Did you not see that? You didn't see that coming, no? Or maybe you're just uh, not patient enough to learn how to run a couple times a week, right? And so therefore you're like, eh, that may, gives you oxidative damage, and I'll, I'll cherry-pick everyone who talks about that and read all the books of people who are haters on that and read the biohacker fast-track model books on uh, the high-intensity fast-track uh, hurry-up system. Right? Maybe you saw someone on a fancy machine on their 165th floor in New York City, right, in their Peloton, doing hypoxic mitochondrial enhancement work. Uh, to change their telomeres while sipping fat-laden coffee on a vibration plate, right? Maybe maybe you saw that as like, well, this is what uh, aerobic is, right? And they're not adding more volume. Maybe your brain hurts because, to be quite honest, out of 100 papers, let's say that's been done, 96 of them um, tout the benefits of... Uh, aerobic activity on white college-aged people over a six-week formula for uh, weight loss, mitochondria changes, VO2 max, you know, etc. I get it, right? Right? Because, I mean, what, what organization, what institution, what individual is going to spend a shit ton of money on trying to come up with a subjective idea of consistency and sustainability in aerobic work? <laughs> Who the fuck wants that? No one wants that, Right? But if you come to that institution with money and an idea that says, I got this idea and uh, cancer will love it, obesity will love it, um, fucking um, the, the enlightenment levitators, psychedelic microdosers will love it. What is it? Really hard shit. Yeah, we scare the shit out of people in this study that I'm going to do. 
and uh, we can show you we get these phenomenal effects right after it, right? The institution is going to love that. Imagine you come to the institution, no money, but an idea. This is the idea. I think we need to look into what are the true stories around sustainability in activity, right? We need to get some evolutionary anthropologists in here, you know, looking at tribes around the world. We need to get people in here from different cultures so we're not just thinking in a westernized concept of sensationalized ideas of fitness. That's what you that, that that's what you need to do, you know. You need to do, you're not going to get you're not going to you're not going to do the research. They're not going to allow it. But it takes a lifetime. It takes a lifetime to create disease, and so it takes a long-term study to see the uh the positive implications of uh, sustainable practice and sustainable aerobic work. Right, it's actually right in front of us. What what happened? What happened? Where you know? Um, what happened? What the fuck happened? How did how did we get to the point where we think that sixty seconds one time a week is better than walking sixty minutes per day seven times a week? How in the fuck did that happen? Gosh, how in the fuck did that happen? Man, it's a savage, savage story, right? In the 1990s, there was just slow strength and aerobic work. Interpopulism, narcissism, commercialization, commoditization of fitness, medicalization of fitness, right? All fueled by the internet. So there's massive information sharing now, broadcasting of everything. You got to tell everyone what you're doing. And there's a whole bunch of chaos. This is where we end up, believing that 60 seconds really hard one time a week after, of course, sipping fat-laden coffee is better than walking 60 minutes seven days a week. All we want to do is pile on the metabolic benefits, fat-burning zones, efficiency of exercise, Mitochondrial something something telomere improvement. Da, da, da. That's all we want to discuss. That's all we want to discuss. And nowhere does it does anyone ask the question, is this learned aerobic work better? Is it actually learned aerobic work? What is your definition of being more aerobic? What is your definition of sustainability? Is your definition of sustainability to do work for a longer period of time forever? Yes. Then how are you going to get there with a reductionist idea of bringing it down to 20 on, 10 off, times 8, 3 times a week? How are you doing that? Especially with the case that you could sell it to a, a weak beginner. Right? How are you doing that? Oh, James, we, uh, we also, don't forget, sell uh, uh, the supplements on the side and uh, the specialized diet and a dependent relationship on the gym um, and, an, and an artificial intelligence that uh, we don't really care if they show up over time. Did you say that? <laughs> How do we get there? Gosh. You know what the real issue might be? Many just want to broadcast their intense, virtuous lifestyle. 
My lifestyle is intense. Therefore, it's admirable. Therefore, you should do it because this is the path. This is the way. Maybe the real issue is many don't have the competencies to write good programs. They don't have the competencies to write it, right? So what do they do? They just write what they learned over a weekend from institutions of education saying, this is what's trendy. This is what your clients want. This is what we uh, are, um, are, are, are seeing that's, uh, we, we are pertinent and timely and evidence-based. This is what we're seeing, right? And the coach is not competent enough to understand that. They're like, oh, well, that, that institution says it. I should be given it. And it does make sense. You know, you are right. That's what my clients are saying. You know what? I only got 20 minutes. Maybe another real issue is many don't have the balls or the ovaries to educate people on perception changes of real reasonable outcomes for their exercise. Maybe no one has the balls to do that. No one has the ovaries to do it. Maybe those are the real issues. If you're going to progress in aerobic work, your goal is to be more sustainable over time. Sustainability takes practice. It doesn't take more intensity. It takes practice. You actually become more efficient over time. And if your brain always goes to the well, how are you going to lose weight on that program? You're asking the wrong question. You're asking the wrong question. And you know the really saddest part about this is that it truly won't make a change. My ideas, or just the this idea in general, will it will uh, you know will it change people's minds? Probably not. Will a lot of people in the future in more generalized terms do it? Probably not. Is society showing any signs of this concept getting on board? No. That's the real sad part. But I'll talk about it just because I see it. And uh, just letting coaches and people out there, humans, know that... Uh, the answer is right in front of you to the big question. What should I do for aerobic work? You know what you should do? You should walk outside. And you should walk outside a lot. And then in order to make that more, you walk more outside. And you slowly, progressively add it. And if you get to a point, to a functional demand, where you can get to 90 minutes every day, seven days a week, Stick it. Stick it out. Change the terrain over time. Talk with other people while you do it as a, a metabolic perturbation over time. Do it in a different environment. Do it in different seasons. Turn it into snowshoeing and cross-country skiing. Turn it into swimming and biking. Now you're broadening your concepts. But guess what you're doing? You're doing easy aerobic work and you're doing more of it. Not less of it, more of it. And that is what's progression. Do it because you can, and you're capable, and do it for you.
no one else.